For a look at the global markets, let's bring in Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist of Charles Schwab. Thanks for being with us, Jeffrey. So we've gotten more headlines today, more Fed speak, and it really is putting targets above 5%, as high as 7%. And um, that spooked the markets early this morning, didn't it? Because rates started to really move yeah. higher. Yeah, that's right. I mean, markets have been taking their direction from central banks all year, and they probably will in the quarters to come as well. And so what we heard from the Fed's James Bullard this morning was, hey, we're nowhere near an end, and rate hikes are, are going to continue. Well, uh, you know, that created a little bit more of a hawkish tone in the markets. But I think what we're seeing is that central banks seem to be signaling a step down in the size of rate hikes or even a pause. And that's true even for the Fed. Now, the Fed appears to be signaling a slowdown from 75 to 50 basis points in December, though that's not going to be the end, very likely. But they are slowing things down. And that follows the Bank of Canada stepping down from 75 to 50 in late October. Norway's central bank has stepped down from 50 to 25, as did the Reserve Bank of Australia. Australia. And we've got a couple major emerging market central banks like Brazil and Poland both leave rates unchanged at their latest meeting. So we are seeing this downshift in, in, in rate hikes. We haven't seen a pause yet except for a couple of those emerging markets. And that, I think, has been a big part of this rally we've seen in October and into November. But of course, it's not going to go in a straight line and is dependent upon inflation pressures continuing to recede. Right. And so with that at this point now, um, there's still a lot of talk about a recession. You had J.P. Morgan saying mild recession. Where do we stand with that and why does it matter going forward in the next few months, six months? Yeah, I think we're in one. We've got to remember that markets tend to bottom early in a recession, but we've only just entered a global recession. I know we had a couple of negative quarters of GDP in the first half of this year, kind of technical in the U.S., but I think the global economy entered a recession in the third quarter. Third quarter economic growth based on GDP was better than expected for a lot of countries around the world. But despite those reports uh, for the third quarter as a whole, I think we entered a recession sometime in the third quarter. Uh, one indicator, an important indicator that's signaling a recession is already underway, is this indicator for the leading indicator for the world economy. It's produced by the OECD, big global economic think tank. And whenever that index for the last 50 years has dropped below 99, as drew that line there, uh, that happens right around the start of a global recession. Those shaded columns are recessions. So you can see it's happened every time. It's a repeating story, and it's below 99 again, signaling another recessionary period. And that's not the only indicator. There's another one, the Global Purchasing Managers Index, the PMI, watch very closely. Nicole, that's my desert island piece of economic data. If I'm on a desert island, you know that's the economic data that I would want. What else would I want, right? And that's telling me also the global economy slipped into a recession in the third quarter. So a lot of these indicators are pointing to a mild recession so far. And here's that indicator. Below 50 means we're, we're uh, uh, in, in contraction territory. But let me wrap this up by saying I, I would agree with JP Morgan in that this does appear to be mild so far. And one of the reasons is that we're in a kind of a rolling recession. We're right now still seeing strength in services. Uh, just try and book an airline ticket right now. Or, or I, you know, I live three miles from a Walt Disney World. Just get in line for uh, Space Mountain. The line's like 90 minutes long right now. But at the same time, demand for goods has been slowing. We heard that from Kohl's and Target. Uh, Macy's, even though they beat, was talking about negative year-over-year -year comps. So we're seeing the recession rolling through different parts of the global economy at different times in contrast to the everything, everywhere, all at once recessions of 2020 and 2008 and 2009. Well, historically, there haven't been severe recessions from Fed moves, right? I mean, is that fair to say? 
Yeah, yeah. Only when those uh, those moves corresponded or catalyzed a major financial crisis, uh, right? So obviously in 2008, 2009, the Fed was hiking rates going into that, but it was really a much deeper and, and a kind of unrelated problem that really caused things to blow up. And so that's what we've right. seen in the past. I don't think we have those exposures this time. I know crypto's a risk, but to me, that's more of an effect of the clampdown in liquidity than likely to cause the, a recession. It's more of an yeah. effect than a cause. I think that's important distinction. Tell us a little bit about, yeah, and that is an important distinction. Tell me a little bit, I mean, we've sort of made it past the midterms historically. Also, markets do well following midterms. It always seems to be a winning year after that. In the meantime, you have the China story. And as China relaxes its zero COVID policy and eases that somewhat, tell me the effect globally and the global economies and why that matters to us as U.S. investors. Well, in the near term, it's been great news for Chinese stocks. They're up 21% just so far this month on the idea that China's approaching a reopening uh, and, and, and relaxing some of the zero COVID protocols. And that can be welcome news for a lot of retailers and manufacturers that are looking at slumping demand in the US and Europe could really see a potential resurgence coming from China. 1.4 billion consumers have really been locked down. 50% uh, of China's cities are, are experiencing some form of movement restrictions and, and they're, they're, they're locked down. You can see the incredible performance in the stock market associated with the idea that might be reopening. Even Alibaba didn't disclose the results for Singles Day, the world's biggest shopping day, uh, probably because they thought the numbers would be pretty weak, pointing to this lingering lockdown. But I think we're starting to see signs that that's easing, whether it's looking at uh, international travel or quarantine restrictions, or even uh, President Xi Jinping at uh, the Bali G20 conference not wearing a mask. Ask. They've also got new antiviral pills, and they've just approved um, uh, the, the vaccine we call Pfizer's vaccine, Germany's BioNTech vaccine, for use in China. All that points to a potential reopening in the coming months. If they do, it's actually a risk to the rally in the U.S. market, simply because all that demand could push up commodity prices and goods prices again, just as the Fed was maybe thinking about pausing sometime in the second quarter of next year, and that could put more upward pressure on inflation. More of a risk at this point than a base case, but something we need to watch closely. Yeah, and you talked about investing abroad. We see the outperformance of some of the other countries doing better. What do you tell folks when they want to have a diversified portfolio? Yeah, now I think it's more important than ever. First of all, you know, this year diversification's really paid off as opposed to concentrating in just those US-led tech stocks that have been the winners for the last 12 years. They've been real losers this year. And we've seen a broader rotation into value and international stocks. International stocks are now outperforming in 2022. And I think that's a sign that's likely to uh, be repeated in the years to come, given differences in valuations, expectations on earnings growth, and different fundamental drivers of growth. So I think we are seeing a shift more diversification, both internationally and across sectors, I think will pay off as we look out to the, not just this, this early stage of recovery, but in the years beyond as well. Right. Jeffrey Kleintop, great to see you. Thank you. Charles Schwab. Thanks, Appreciate Nicole. it, Good Jeffrey. I'm glad you're able to join us on the show. Thank you.